Hello, and welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, a show for people who want to take their personal training businesses and fitness coaching skills to the next level. Team Alloy has been in the personal training business since 1992 and share their insights from working with businesses and brands around the world. Listen in for secrets and tips on running a successful fitness business from personal training, marketing, staff management, scaling your business, and everything in between. If you are interested in having your own personal training business, our systems are well-developed, and we are focusing on very discrete segments which we think are the secrets to success. Now, let's get started with our host. Good morning, everyone, and good morning to you, Matt. Happy morning, Monday. Rick. What's going on, buddy? Where, did you miss me last week? We didn't do a podcast last week. Yeah, I did. Did, did you miss me? did it with John. Me? No. <laughs> you weren't here? At least he's, at least he's honest. Right. <laughs> That's right. No, nah, man, it's good. It's uh, Monday morning, up and running. Lots going on, man. Lots of franchise activity coming in. We haven't mm-hmm. talked about that, but lots of franchise activity, franchisees opening, Signing LOIs, getting moving. That's good. We got a lot of activity going on. A lot going on here, folks, behind the scenes. Now you Can't are doing really a lot. Sorry, every time I turn on Facebook, you're like doing a virtual conference somewhere, too. Oh, yeah. I did a keynote yesterday for us, for my buddies over at Association of Fitness Studios. I'm on their board and um, did their keynote on Sunday morning yesterday. I had a panic attack because I came into the gym. And we had had a storm, and for whatever reason, it knocked out the Wi-Fi, like in our little city here, mm-hmm. in this little corner of the suburbs. And so it, I was back up and running at home, and so I just, of course, I assumed, and you know what that does, makes an ass out of you and me. <laughs> Dad jokes. Anyway, so I come rolling into the gym, and uh, I get all set up, and I got my lighting all, and I got a new setup, and it looks awesome, and I'm like, this is great. And I have like 15 minutes to go, and then like, duh, no Wi-Fi for whatever reason didn't come on at the gym. So I I broke the land speed record back to my house. Well, it's a good thing you're close. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I would have had a panic attack. I would have been doing it at a coffee shop. So <laughs> I uh, rushed back home and barely got set up in time, but it went well. So oh, cool. Yeah, awesome. appreciate everybody that that attended. But uh, excited about today's topic. It's not the most compelling topic, but I th- in some ways it is. So what I mean by that is. I'm not going to give you information that you maybe don't know, but hopefully I can give you some conviction around doing the things that we're going to talk about well. Mm-hmm. And it's really, you know, how to get new customers to the gym. Like, and we, we really pretty, see it. Uh, pretty compelling. I think everybody needs that, especially yeah. these days. Well, acquisition's really hard right now. I don't care what brand you're in. You know, we work with a lot of brands. So I talk to people that have, you know, 14,000 members and a 50,000 square foot gym. What's the biggest challenge? Acquisition, right? Personal training gyms. What's the biggest challenge? Acquisition. So the overall landscape that we see right now, just as a side note for most of the gyms we work with, is that if you ran a decent business before and you were willing to maybe make some concessions when the virus kicked in and cut some of your fat, which all companies should use as an opportunity to cut fat, then you're actually doing okay. Some people in a smaller business, if they were very efficient, are actually on par from their net profit, right? which is the money they're going to take home, and that's really what matters. Their gross profit might be down. But I think across the board, most businesses are, unless they're really small, like our women's gym, and we talk about that a little bit, are in need of acquisition. So their top line revenue is down a little Mm -hmm. bit, anywhere from 20 to 40%, depending on who you talk to, right? Some people have shifted to new business models to accommodate. I mean, again, great opportunity to grow, right? Mm -hmm. To change and grow. Our women's gym, which is our our smaller model, which is 1,500 feet, it's actually ahead of where it was last year. And I think it's just due to the size of it, less complexity, more trust, fewer moving parts, right? There's just a lot of things that make it a more compelling business model during you know, tumultuous times. Mm-hmm. So 
That being said, we're going to talk today about acquisition because everyone's shooting for it right now. And we're going to simplify it a little bit. And we'll talk about it. Really, there's there's three main channels that we see for getting customers to your gym or right. to your personal training facility, whatever that may be. Right. So the first one of those three would be paid advertising. That's the one everyone's somewhat familiar with. Right? Mm-hmm. Should, where should I spend money? You know, should I run ads on Facebook? Should I run ads on Instagram? Should I run ads on YouTube? Right. Those would be some digital channels as yep. an example. You know, should I do print ad, right? Should I put an ad in the local newspaper? Should I do flyers? Cause no one's doing that anymore. You know, and you can be very specific with that. Drop them right into a few local neighborhoods where you already have some heat signatures for clients that come to your gym. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, another basic example would be we have a banner on the road. You know, that would be paid advertising cause we have to, we built the banner and then we pay to have the sign permit right. to put it out on the road. And so you know, do those things work? And the, and the answer is yes. And I think it goes back to you know, why does it work is it goes back to the same reasons that we talk about for training where you just stick to the basics and you do them well. Mm-hmm. I always think it's funny when you talk to someone and they're like, look, man, you know, we tried Facebook marketing. It doesn't work. It's like, well, it does work for some people if they do it well. So either your offer is not compelling your ads are set up, you have weak title. I mean, there's a lot that goes in. I'm not going to discount the amount of ninja expertise that it sure. takes that goes into each one of these channels, mm-hmm. right? Instagram's different. YouTube's different. Each one has a unique, you know, set of attributes or a skill set needed to run a really good ad. And sometimes like one person can't even do them all. You know, you might have different companies doing different, right. you know, different channels just in paid advertising. But does paid advertising work? Yes. It's probably the most difficult one because a lot of people are doing paid advertising and you are literally spending dollars and trying to get a return on investment for mm-hmm. getting eyeballs to look at your stuff, yeah. right? So for us, you know, we target a clientele that's probably 40 plus as an example, more of a premium client. And I say premium just meaning they can afford the services that we offer because we are personal training. Mm-hmm. And so Facebook is good for us, you know, as a personal training studio. Instagram, okay, maybe, maybe not as much. We've tried some YouTube stuff. Again, we probably didn't do it well, so we abandoned it. But we keep going back to the well for Facebook because it seems to be the least expensive of our options. We've actually got our lead price now under $20, which is really nice. good. Yeah, and we're doing that by running, you know, again, a re-grand opening, right? Because we've retooled the facility, we've got different cleaning protocols. And so I felt justified in saying, even though we've been here 20 years, this is a re-grand opening. Mm-hmm. We're reintroducing ourselves to this community post-COVID, whatever that is. And it's actually been pretty compelling. That's been the best one that we've landed on so far. And I would encourage, again, any gym out there that's made any changes to do a re-grand opening of some sort. But when we first came back from COVID, we didn't do that, right? And it wasn't working. So it would have been very easy for me to say, like, well, Facebook doesn't work. It's like, well, it works. I'm just not doing it well. And so the key and the thing I want everyone to hear today is everyone knows that you can do paid advertising on any of these channels, but the really key is doing it well. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know how to do it, you need to find somebody that can do it, but you can't just give up. You can't just right. say, I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on Facebook ads this month and I didn't get anything back. You know, Facebook doesn't work, right? Or Google ads don't mm-hmm. work or YouTube doesn't work, whatever that is. That's not true. There's plenty of people that make a ton of money. I had a friend in town, he actually did the podcast, John Farkas. Mm-hmm. He's basically given up all Facebook marketing for a bit and he's just doing YouTube. Cool. Is it working? No, not YouTube. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, John. No, it's not because he's not doing it at all. <laughs> he's just doing Google ads, right? Okay. And you talk to other people and they're like, whoa, Google ads are way too expensive. Like we don't get anything on that. Just do Facebook. So it's like, Here's what I will say. You have to do it well, and you need to keep everything running at the same time. That's the hardest part, I think, for any owner 
that's listening is to understand that like it might take a minute to dial in Facebook. Once that's dialed in, you just move to the next channel, but you don't quit. Right. Because normally it's like, well, I tried Facebook. That doesn't work. And then like I shut that down. Then I move here and I shut that down. And I know sometimes it's a, it's a division, not only of dollars, but also your attention, especially if you're small. So hire it out or at least get one get good at one before you just, you know, before you just quit because right. what normally happens is then you're just wasting money and it's that bullets before cannonballs idea that we talk about like finding your range before you dump more money in but you have to at least do that you have to so, find uh, your range so how long do you like sit on something before you switch it really just depends on your budget i mean ideally you get there quicker right, right. so we were holding back we were just a, here's an example we were at a 50 dollars per day ad spend mm -hmm. on facebook when we were running our normal hooks post COVID and they really weren't doing much. And so I wasn't going to turn it up until we could land on a heat signature that looked like it was more compelling. So we switched our ads. We went to, you know, grand reopening and we started getting a lot more leads at a lot less cost and the lead quality was pretty good. And so it's like, okay, here's a heat signature. Then we turned up our ad spin and we just slowly turned it back up to our old ad spin, which is like hundred bucks a day. Cool. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, again, print ads, another one we haven't tried. We might go back to something like that. Who knows? You know, I haven't done print ad or mailers or anything like that in a while. And I'm sure not a lot of people are doing it. So well, people are getting a lot of stuff in the mail these days, but it's not for gyms. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be voting for someone. Yeah. I voted yesterday, by the way, the library was open. So dipped go. in and out. PCK yeah. early vote. Got it over with. Yeah. <laughs> but um, even the banner on the road, right? It's like, okay, you could just put it out there. And if you leave it in the same place, it's just gets right. stale and old. You know, I made the mistake here of a few years ago I was the first one to think of banner on the road for this shopping center. Mm -hmm. And so, um, then I was, you know, we get 40 days a year per our city ordinance to have a, a banner on the road. Right. And so we started going to other businesses in our shopping center that were not the type of businesses that would put a banner on the road. And we would, say, hey, can we use your 40 days? And we would just send a different representative from our company over there so they wouldn't know who we were. And they'd be like, hey, I'm from Hartford Insurance, right? And we would get their 40 days. And all it was is a little sticker on the banner to, to make us legal, if you right, will. Right, right. Well, everyone else that's in this shopping center caught on. And if you drive by there now, it looks like someone's having a yard sale. There's so <laughs> many banners and it yeah. looks terrible, to be honest, right? And it's our fault for opening that can of worms. But I mean, there's political signs. There's 18 banners. For, <laughs> so you got to move that thing around. You got to be strategic. They, now. Are, like, they are on it to make you take that down if it's a day too late. Yeah, they must. They have like a whole army of retired people that does nothing <laughs> but check the stickers on your signs because it'll be an hour over time and there'll be an old fellow walk in here and be like, your signs out of them. I'm like, Oh my God, you know, ninjas out there. But, uh, but my point is even if you have your sign out, like let's say with us now, now it's crowded. Well, we got to move it around, get it closer to the road. You're jockeying mm -hmm. for a position for eyeballs, yeah. right? No different than you are digital. So yeah. just because you put it out there and it doesn't work, you might have been, maybe didn't put it in the right spot, right? I mean, it can't be a bad thing to have an eight by four banner on the road that people drive by when they're right. sitting in traffic Absolutely. and see it. I mean, come on. It's like, so that's paid advertising. Mm -hmm. And again, do them all well. So that's number one. And that's probably the hardest because you're competing with other people's dollars. Sometimes the bigger companies. Probably the uh, thing people will do the most, you'd say, huh? Well, it's, it's in some ways, it's the hardest to get eyeballs back and to be good at it. And but the it's, easiest to do. it's <laughs> the easiest to do for the owner. You yeah. can throw some money at it. In some ways, it gives you an easy out if it doesn't work. You're like, oh, it didn't work, you know. So Facebook doesn't work for me or whatever. Right. It's like, all right, whatever. So I know that sounds like a weird thing to say for an owner that they would throw money at something, but I do see that. And then you just mm, kind of, well, I tried. I mean, I tried it, you know. Yeah, paid a month Facebook, didn't get nothing. Didn't get anything. I'm not doing that crap. The Facebook doesn't work for me. <laughs> 
So the next one, and this one is a little bit more work, right? Um, but it's the most obvious one. It's the easiest one. And mm-hmm. I say easiest, meaning if you're doing a good job, which is referrals. And there's, there's a couple of different channels for referrals. So one would be your clients. Yep. That's the easiest one. So if you're doing a great job and you're producing results and you're creating a great customer experience and you have the hustle and the talent to actually ask, because right. by the way, you could be the most kick-ass person ever. And if you don't ask for referrals, you're not going to get them. Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised if you're not asking for referrals, guys. If you send your team out and you ask for referrals, some of your clients will be like, oh, I didn't know you guys were taking new customers. I thought you guys were full up. You're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Like, we're, st- we're still growing, right? Right, right? So I would say give your team a playbook. Like, when's the best time to ask, which is like when a client's been successful or how to ask. And then maybe a mechanism. We use plastic gift cards. We number them per coach. Here's how you do it. Give it to them. Right. If it gets returned, your name goes in the hat. We do a contest, something like that. So there's ways to ask for referrals, but don't think it, that's going to come natural mm-hmm. either, right? It's got to be practiced and taught. And in a lot of ways, it has to be cultural. Like the whole team mm-hmm. has to understand that like, hey, we're trying to grow here. And, you know, even if you're not motivated by money, we're also trying to help people. And we can't do either right. unless you're asking for people to bring their friends in. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's an obvious one. But it's not always automatic is what I want people to know. Right. That's probably the hardest one. Yeah. I mean, just asking because most coaches nothing. are like, <laughs> I know, I know, it's, it's astounding, right? <laughs> Like, I mean, I would, uh, you know, if, if we would ask every single session, right? Like, Hey, if you know any friends mm-hmm. or family, you know, bring them in, like we'd yeah. love to help. And that's really where it comes from. But Oh, by the way, I might make money as well, which isn't the root of all evil, by the way. Another way to get referrals in your community is for through local businesses. So we've talked about this in our guerrilla marketing podcast before, where we really call it a cross promotion, but you're basically taking, finding another business in your community that's owned by a local owner, even if it's franchise, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a business that has a like customer base to yours. So like we use the high, high end running shoe stores, always use this as an example. And then we run a very specific play around how to get referrals from them. And we'll offer a special hook to them and they'll advertise it to their list. And we've got, go back and listen to guerrilla marketing. So we don't spend all day on this, but you know, you, you leverage their email list, you do some physical things in their store. You know, you, you maybe do an educational piece for them, like right. foam rolling for running. I think we did had like 60 people show up. Right. Now, during these times, that last piece can be a bit of a struggle at times, but there's no reason why you can't have some really strategic partners in your community that run businesses that your customers also frequent, right? Mm -hmm. We think about our customers, wine stores, electric used cars, golf, tennis, Mm -hmm. high-end workout wear. I mean, just get three or four and start working them, right? Get good relationships with the owners. Give the owner a free month at your place so they know what you're all about, you know, that type of thing. I mean, the best one we've had with the running shoe store, it's because the owner is a client here. Yeah. So of course he believes in it, right? I mean, physical therapist in the house. Yep. I mean, yep. his own business. PT, same mm-hmm. thing. And then the last one would be um, community outreach. And that means, you know, that's the things that we did. I know Rodney just started a program here with a local, there's like a, a church on the corner, like a block from here. And they wanted to start sort of a, uh, you know, just be active, right? Yep. Type, the message around trying to, which I love, by the way, by protect yourself by being healthy, mm-hmm. right? Not just scarce, not be scared all the time, stay home, wear a mask. It's like, well, let's also take action to try to, you know, bulletproof your immune system a little bit. Yep. Like, we're not talking about that right now, right? And so I love it. And what we did is we're just co sponsoring, co branded right now. We've got their whole list mm-hmm. and we're going out and, you know, doing these walks and walk yeah, runs with walk them run, on yeah. the weekends. Yeah, it's like, why not, right? Community outreach. But all those things are really just referral based, right? Community events or sponsoring a 5K or doing the warm up for a race. Or when we weren't, you know, in such a funky state, we would go in a little downtown 
near us has to close down the town for like Thursday nights and they open the streets up and there's food vendors and mm-hmm. whatnot. And we would set up a booth there and give away t-shirts and just collect names. And it's just goodwill community outreach. Now you hear all these things, these take time, right? And they take energy. And you would say, well, why would I do that when I could just turn on Facebook and sit in my office and just have people run through the front door? It's like, well, why wouldn't you do both? Right. right. I mean, you signed up for this as an entrepreneur to hustle. So again, you don't turn off one at the other. It's not like, well, Facebook didn't work. So I'm going to go and try to sponsor this race. And by the way, that's not going to give you enough business either. Right. And you're going to say that doesn't work. And you're going to move on to the next thing and the next thing. So it's about having all the faucets open all the time. Mm-hmm. And yes, you need to nail one and you can systemize it and get it as automated as possible. And then you move on to the next one. I get that. But over time, you need to keep mastering and keep going. And you can never not go back to the well for the original one. Right. We talk about this. I mean, community outreach is something we've been doing since 1992. Do you think I still want to do the same stuff now that we used to do? No. But guess what? It still works. It's like that's what you signed up for. It doesn't go away. It's still blocking and tackling, right? Well, when you talk about quality of leads, because you hear that all the time with Facebook, oh, I get crappy leads. I mean, everybody right, says, right. like, really, everybody? Right. Um, all leads are terrible? Really? So leveraging your customers and building that community outreach gives you quality leads. Gives it you does. people, when they come in the door, they're pretty much signing up every time. And we've talked about this ad nauseum in our meetings. You know, it's like seven touches or seven mm-hmm. times to see it. So well, maybe someone saw our ad on Facebook. They saw our booth at the whatever, right? They showed up to our walk run at the church. They saw our banner on the road and they had a friend tell them that they really like it here. And it took that literally to get them in Mm -hmm. here. Right. And you're like, how'd you hear about us? (laughs) It's like, you know, they might name something that came to mind. Maybe it was something that was the uh, tipping point, if you will, a success story or something Mm -hmm. like that. But at the end of the day, it's going to take a lot of touches. So you have to have all these faucets running. That's what it is. You want to get your brain out in front of them. Yep. All the time. So paid advertising, we talked about lots Mm -hmm. of different channels, Uh, referrals, a few different channels there. And then the last one would be organic. And so organic is just creating compelling content. And so I can't tell you how many folks that we work with where they might be running a paid advertising, but then when you look at their organic, you know, postings on their page, they're pretty weak, right? right? So I would say the two things are going to work symbiotically. So you really need to be doing both. So set up a schedule, you know, um, either you do it or if you have a knack for it and you enjoy it or have someone on your team do it and you need to be pumping out organic content on a schedule. So just, I mean, if nothing else, go Monday through Friday, right? I'm going to post this to Facebook and it's going to copy to Instagram or vice versa, right? right? Just keep it simple, but you can never stop doing that. That's the thing. Cause you'll see people put out, you know, like I'm going to drop one, you know, I spent all day on my iPhone building one badass success video. <laughs> I'm going to drop it on my business page, which by the way, doesn't get seen by anybody in your crowd unless you boost it to your own fans, right? right. It's the way Facebook makes money and you don't get anything back. And you're like, I'm never doing that again. That was way too much work. <laughs> it's like, well, you got to do it every week and you got to, and what if you had to do it for two years before you saw anything? Right. right. So that's, I think where people might give up on these channels. You got to be doing all things all the time. And it's yes, it's work. All the stuff that's work. It doesn't cost you. This is a four letter word, Matt. It's called work. Yeah, exactly. So, um, compelling content. I mean, this can even be like where, like organic can be even where you chose to put your business. right? Right. So one great thing about a franchise that we can control for people now is where their real estate is, because we'll say, you know, the two things like it's who is the franchisee and where do we put it? Those are the two biggest predictors Mm -hmm. of whether or not they're going to be successful. Right. And so the, where do we put it is half the equation. So if you bury yourself in the back of some warehouse district because you're looking at dollars and cents only, you're going to have to really nail these other channels, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're not going to get any organic walk-ins and no one's going to see your storefront. 
and you discount how important that is. You mm. better make sure that that savings in rent, right, is somehow offset by more paid marketing yep. or more community outreach because you're not going to get any eyeballs on your place at all. Well, not, not in a competitive fitness realm it is now. I mean, there's 10,000 gyms. <laughs> right. <laughs> every yeah, corner I mean, there's a gym. Exactly. So. Yep, exactly. And so who, who are they going to go to? The sign that they see every day right. or the person buried in the back of nowhere who doesn't ever leave the gym who's just running mm-hmm. marginally good Facebook ads, right? So I know that you can't move your business right now and you don't want expensive rent, but I'm saying if you're starting one or you're thinking about it, like where you place it, it's important. Right. We're kind of in a B center, so we're kind of tucked away, but that's why we have an eight by four banner on the road on a really busy street mm-hmm. right out in front mm-hmm. of us, right? So there's that. And then ultimately, you know, social proof is very important. So we talked about success stories, you know, shoot client of the week, or, you know, we have a rewards program where, you know, people reach milestones of number of workouts completed in a calendar year or what have you. And then, you know, they're holding up a sign. Those ads that show real people in the gym Mm -hmm. doing real things, whether it's massive weight loss goals or just feeling good or having a good time, those get the most engagement overall organically without any ad spend. And every now and then, you know, every week we'll boost one. If it gets a little traction, we'll throw 20 bucks at it and boost it a little bit more. We also do like check-ins for charity, right? That's a good, you know, just sort of community one where, um, you know, people, if they check in, then we donate to charity and we use that same company as our, to vet all the charities that we give corporately mm-hmm. but it's just a nice feel and of course if somebody checks in at your gym all their friends see it right and it's a compelling reason to check in because they know if they do it dollars are going towards charity yep so all of those things in and of themselves seem really simple as it's kind of the duh right podcast but at the same time i guarantee you that a lot of those things could be done better right. and they can't be done at the expense of something else they have to be all done all the time yeah i bet that's the biggest one is people probably typically do facebook or you know, advertising that way. They're not asking referrals. They're not doing all the small things all the time. Right. right. And I, I mean, we're guilty of that because people will ask me like, Hey, what do you have for community outreach? And I'll describe a program. I think you and I've done this on a podcast and you're like, I've never even heard of that before. Yeah, well, you're pretty old. So that's true. <laughs> you know, we take stone tablets and we deliver them by horse and buggy around the town. I mean, that's kind of where I'm coming from, but at the same time, you know, even for us, it's a constant reminder that we need to be doing all of these things, right? That there's not just one channel for leads and that they all have to be done and they all have to be done well. So again, not to beat a dead horse, but to reiterate, you got paid advertising and all the channels, whether it's yep. print or digital that use that, right? Yep. Find one that works, hire an expert if you need it. Great. Referrals. These are direct referrals. So have a referral play for your coaches, script it, yep. ask for it, maybe set KPIs around it, right? Do some local, you know, Again, uh, local affiliate businesses that can refer to you and you can refer to them. Mm-hmm. Just find a business that has a light clientele. Do what we call a cross-promotion. Go back and listen to Guerrilla Marketing for how to do it. And then organic. Just pump out consistently good content. Right. And don't expect an immediate return on it. It's like brand awareness in a community around a five-mile radius of your gym. It's going to take time. And if you think you've done enough of it, I've been here 28 years. And there's people that have lived a mile from my gym for 18 years have no idea that we're here. Mm -hmm. And I find that astonishing. (laughs) But guess what? They don't, you know how it is until you're thinking about fitness, you just don't see it. Like every year you buy a new car and then you drive around, everybody has your car. You never noticed it before. Right? Now <laughs> yeah. you're paying attention. Well, so, you, you know, you do change the name like every three years, it seems. That's like. true. I'm trying to <laughs> shake it up. Like, oh, this is a new place. It's like, not really. <laughs> so all I'm saying is that you think there's all this competition or whatever, but we are in the biggest, deepest ocean ever. There's only 20% of people, maybe less now that some of those right. are scared off by this virus. There's very few people coming to our gym, right? There's a 
just huge, huge right. opportunity for everyone. Do all things and expect to have to work harder now because it ain't as easy as it was maybe, you know, last year at this time, right? Yeah. I mean, and listen, everyone, the, the most positive prediction in a, in a kind of maybe in a twisted way is that, you know, the market will write itself, meaning sort of the people that were barely hanging on will disappear. And so there will be, again, ideally, you know, society will, will maybe not be as scared or we'll have a vaccine or whatever has to happen, right? right? We can't do this forever. I can't imagine. So if that's the case, then there will be fewer people in market and there will be more people for everyone, right? right? Yeah. For the gyms yeah. that are available. Strong will survive. Oh, I like that, Matt. It's like a movie line. <laughs> yeah, should yeah. we like grab arms and flex like an Arnold movie? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, appreciate you guys. Ice. I hope that makes sense. Just to give you more <laughs> conviction, keep going, do it better. It works. Those are your three channels, paid referrals, organic content. Do them all. Do them well. Awesome. Thank all right, buddy. You. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast. If you have any questions for the host or are interested in learning more about running a successful personal training business of your own, please reach out and say hello. Connect with us at www.alloypersonaltraining.com and sign up for our free newsletter to receive additional resources. 